You're listening to She Likes to Go Slow, a podcast that encourages you to slow down and listen. And the guests we'll be hearing from today include Sonia Reyes-Rosario from The Sofa Diaries and Cherie Buckner-Webb. Welcome, ladies, to our station. Thank you. Thanks so much. Sofa Diaries is going to be out at the uh, Flix Theater, 646 West Fulton Street, September 14th. is the show from 1 until 2 o'clock. Make sure you get your tickets to this amazing event. And how long have you worked on this, Sonia? Uh, five years. That's what I thought. You know, when we first met, I think uh, my first meeting of you was at the Boise Cutters Group, which is a really funny name for a uh, film group in Boise. I'm, I'm not sure if it's still active, but I hope it is because I learned a lot of things there and, and was able to meet someone like you. So, um, And where are you, Seth Randall? Right? We talked about this. You know, I, I don't know where Seth is, but I know he's a great filmmaker. So exactly. he's somewhere out there making a film. Uh, well, I'm going to hope so. Uh, it was a great place to meet you and learn a little bit about film and, and see the pieces that you've put together. And both of you, Cherie and, and you, Sonia, I have probably spent more time bumping into you um, on the State House steps over the years than anywhere else. And it's so great. So we have that communal thing. Even, even if we don't stop and talk a lot, we know you're there. I have pictures right next We're to connected. you. We're connected. Absolutely. Connected. Fighting the fight. And uh, I want to know what your inspiration is for creating the Sofa Diaries. For people who are hearing this for the first time, they have no idea what this is about. Give them the little rundown. Well, this is really a love story between mothers and daughters and the complexity and the challenging relationships that we do have with our mothers. Eventually, we do become our mothers, eventually. And uh, my mother passed away August the 23rd, uh, 2010. After she passed away, I had a difficult time um, coming to terms with her passing and realized that I had lost an incredible ally, a best friend, and somebody that I really had fallen in love with but didn't know at the time. And so when she passed away, um, I, I, I just fell into a deep, deep sadness and decided to go live in Blackfoot, Idaho, working with a group of women who were starting their micro businesses. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody says, well, why not L.A. or why not Austin, Texas? Why Blackfoot? Well, that's where I was needed. And then I started to hear stories about women who could not go home to have that final embrace. And I was fortunate to have that. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I was really highly blessed to have been there um, while my mother was passing. I wasn't um, under any strict regulations that I had to be in Idaho. I had, you know, I wasn't working. I was actually focused on other films that I was creating. But long long story short, I knew that I had to tell my mother's story, but I knew that I couldn't tell it by itself, that I had to find the right women. And I've known Cherie since 98, I believe. Long time. And um, We were children in Yes, 98. we were young girls. <laughs> and um, I told Cherie about the Sofa Diaries, and um, I told her it's, it's a story about a relationship with another woman who becomes the most powerful woman in your life, the one who instills ideas, um, the one that argues with you, the one who tells you that dress really doesn't look that hot. And, you know, she's there to tell you the truth. We may not like it, but when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, and do you think that sometimes we sort of get to know our mothers better after they're gone because you don't know it's coming usually? And then you you start finding out stories and go, I wish I could have talked to her about that. Definitely. I stayed uh, two extra months after she passed away. 
and visited her girlfriends that she knew in high school. Mm-hmm. And there were things about her that I learned. I also found uh, her journals, oh, wow. which um, surprised me and, uh, and made me a little sad. Mm-hmm. What kind she, of things did you learn about your mother? That she really wanted to be an artist. But culturally, she felt that being a mother was first. And her children and her husband came first. And so she never published her poetry, uh, never published a short story, but she lived through me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a funny story is that in 1974, she encouraged me to go to Russia. It's in the movie. And the pictures are there and my airline ticket is there. Because I, I was living in the Netherlands. And she wanted me to, uh, she wanted me to have a quinceanera, and mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't, I didn't even know what that was at sure. the time. But she says, "Go find Tolstoy's Russia." Wow. <laughs> and she put me on a plane from Amsterdam to Russia. I went with a tour guide, a Dutch tour guide, because I was living in Holland. But coming back, I realized something had changed. Something had changed in me, and I don't think it would have happened if she hadn't encouraged me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's great to hear stories of encouraging mothers. I know not everyone maybe has that experience. That's true. But uh, so we've got you here, Shri, and who are some other people in the movie? We've got several people featured. We have Anna Chantel. We have Shuri Buckner Webb, Senator Shuri Buckner Webb. We have Emily uh, Jackson Edne. We have Kelly Miller, Melissa Winthrow, and Susie Rios. That's an all star cast. It's an all star cast. All with very different stories. Very different. And I'm so glad Emily's in the movie. Really, really great friend and powerful woman. Um, so can this movie eventually be found online if people aren't able to attend the... Uh... For right now, no. We're going to go ahead and probably add one more or two more clips because there are several women that didn't make the cut mm-hmm. um, due, to, due to timing. Sure. And due, to, and due to finances, because as a filmmaker, you raise your money, mm-hmm. uh, you find your editor, you find your camera crew, you fly them in. Um, there's a lot of work to make a film. Yeah, I just I don't want people think, to know I just don't pull out a video camera. I don't think most people realize the behind the scenes of a film. It's the more I get involved in it, it just is mind-blowing. Yes. Yes, yes, yes it is. <laughs> So, Cherie, we've got you here, and uh, you're our senator right now. Tell us some of the uh, some of the groups and organizations that you're involved with, because oh I know gosh. there are so many. There are so many wonderful opportunities in the state of Idaho, <laughs> and I just love them all. I'm the Northwest Area Foundation, which is a national board, the WCA, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Idaho Black History Museum, and there are more. I don't want to overlook them, but there's always plenty of good work for people to get out and get busy and support our communities. Yeah, and you were talking just a little before the interview started about your meeting when you had a little breakfast together and how important that was. Can you share some of those moments with us? What did you talk about? One of the opportunities that I had was to see the clip of mm-hmm. what I've done, and I'm probably my own worst critic. But one of the things that it really did to me and for me, as well as hearing her story, as, as well as hearing Sonia's story, is the depth of feeling that arose from reminiscing about our mothers, about our childhoods, and our journeys. Because now I'm at the stage, I'm not that far from when my mother passed away, and that retrospective that I'm getting through her, and, and, and this sounds, woo, but I hear from my mother all, all the time. My mother shows up in my granddaughter at times. It was really powerful to hear that so many women 
you know, they're kind of the unsung, unsung heroes. We don't hear about women much in the history books. We're just now starting to do that. Mm-hmm. But the lives that women lived on the day-to-day were unbelievably powered, powerful and have enabled have enabled our communities and our country through so many small ways to be what we are today. Mm -hmm. But the stories are not told. So I marvel at women day in and day out. I mean, trials with mothers, encouragement with mothers, battles with mothers. (laughs) But, you know, you really appreciate it all the more as you become an adult and look back. And there's a a song from my tradition that says, my soul looks back in wonder how I got over. And I say that for so many women I know, how you got over, how you got to where you are today. And those mothers played part. See, that's going to be tempting me at the end to have you sing that song. So I'm just going to warn you right now. So what did you think when Sonia contacted you about the Sofa Diaries? Well, you know, whenever Sonia calls you, just say, okay, I'll see you. What time are we going to meet? Whatever. Well, you, know, you don't really have much choice. I had, I had the real wonderful opportunity. Sonia's mother was living with her for a period of time, mm-hmm. and I'd gone over to visit and had lunch because we hadn't seen each other for a while. So I got to talk a little bit with her mother. I got to see the sofa. And I mean, I've known Sonia on a spiritual and personal and just girlfriend level yes. for a long, long yes. time. So it was no surprise. It was no surprise. The content and the depth and the the way she was going to go about it, I didn't necessarily know, but I had complete confidence that it was inspired work. And um, one of the things about womankind, we often relate on a different level, and sometimes it's a spiritual level. I'm not talking about religious level, sure. but a spirituality that we realize as women, whether we're married, single, never married, divorced, whatever it is. And I think uh, I'm grateful for that. So I didn't have a hesitation, not a bit. Except it, it, for the double chins or something. <laughs> I like that part. Me too. <laughs> and Sonia, how did you how did you choose these people that are featured in the film? And how many other people have you interviewed? I know that as far as editing and the cutting room floor and just future projects, this movie could be ten times longer, I'll bet. Oh, I'm hoping a series. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna put it out there. Sure. I'm hoping that Miss Oprah Winfrey mm-hmm. our A and E and our lifetime will pick up the Sofa Diaries, and maybe it'll become a network, mm-hmm. uh, a TV series where more women in the Northwest, because I'm focused in the Northwest, mm-hmm. will be able to tell their beautiful stories about their relationship with other women. And if I can just interject, this will endow the future for woman after woman, child after child. It really speaks to endowing the future. It validates women. It celebrates women. So I'm hopeful. I mean, we're all going to be pushing and writing letters and stuff yes. to Oprah mm-hmm. and the girls about yes. doing something yes. about Yeah, it's this. a unique and beautiful project, The Sofa Diaries. And now let's talk about The Sofa. Well, my The Sofa, this is a uh, interesting and true story. Um, my mother told me that she was leaving my father, but she didn't know how. Mm. Um, th- it had been an abusive relationship for quite some time, off and on, throughout 36 years. It was, um, it went from physical to verbal to mental. And I think that at this point, there was a breaking point. And I saw that she was desperate. So she said to me, will you support me? Will you help me? I said, yes, I I, I will help you. I want to make very clear that we were not just divorcing a man who happened to be her husband and my father. We were divorcing an old way of thinking, of accepting violence. And I, either within way, your cultural context. Within my cultural mm-hmm. context, yes. And um, that had to, it had to end. It had to stop. So we agreed that we would both divorce him 
divorce a way of, of thinking, mm-hmm. a way of life, a way of acceptance, and we'd go on a journey together. We didn't know what that would look like, but we knew that it would happen. And um, after she died, the sofa was in my living in my dining room. The first Mother's Day that I celebrated without her, I could not stop crying. Mm-hmm. I looked across the dining room and I saw the sofa there. And as I leaned to my right to look at the sofa, the sofa leaned to the right as well. And we both (laughs) peeked at each other. (laughs) And that sofa came alive. And I said, this is it. This is it. This is what I've been waiting for. Um, We pulled out the seats out of the Chevy van. We put the sofa in. And we went on a journey to Blackfoot, Idaho. (laughs) And that's where I really do believe that it wasn't really where it gave birth, but the story came alive at that point. I knew there was something there. Women were touching the sofa Mm -hmm. while she was in the van. As Nothing was taking place at this time. I had not thought of anything at Mm -hmm. this time. But women were touching the sofa. Girls were sitting on the sofa. Girls with their big quinceanera dresses were mm-hmm. sitting on, their, on the sofa. And I knew something was transpiring. And I knew that my mother was there. Mm-hmm. And the sofa told you what it wanted. And the sofa <laughs> told me, this is what it's going to look mm-hmm. like. This is what I want. Do you remember what your first story was? Did it just hit you? I'm going to have to have people sit down and get stories on the sofa. I think it's when I saw a little girl sitting on the sofa. One little girl laid down and started to rub the sofa like it was a genie bottle, (laughs) you know. And I knew there was something powerful. I knew. And plus, I had had so many women in my home. You know, I had Amy Trice, the woman who declared war against the United States government out of the Kootenai Nation. Right. Right here in Idaho. Right here in Idaho. Idaho girl. Idaho girl. Yeah. She sat on that sofa all the time. The energy was there. I just didn't, I wasn't so sad. I didn't know how to see anything beyond my own sadness Mm -hmm. until I put her on the road. And you have, don't you have a separate film about that? About Amy? About Amy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Idaho's Forgotten War. And it's now in the museum, Mm -hmm. at the Idaho Historical Museum. And we have sent it off to the Smithsonian as well. Oh, wow. Amy's ha- story has to be told. Yeah, it I, has to be a movie. I've yet to see to that one. Movie. I want to see that for sure because I know you were working on it too. What are some other projects? I know this probably takes most of your time, but is this your focus or do you have some other? Right now, my focus is the Sofa Diaries. Mm-hmm. But I want to tell you why these women. Let's go back to that. These women ha- are lawmakers and, and activists. These women have created a marker in the state of Idaho. And these are incredible women. These are women I know personally. I've seen their work. I've broken bread with them. I know their personalities. I know everything about them. So I knew these were the women I wanted on the sofa. Mm -hmm. I knew the story had to be beyond who they were. I knew that somebody nudged them the way Mm -hmm. I was nudged. Somebody was telling them, you can do it. You can be it. And these are women that, that don't hold back. And Idaho women, I think Idaho women are a bomb. They're to- <laughs> I love Idaho women. I see them everywhere. I love them in my home. I love them in my car. Uh, just yesterday, I traveled with three women 
um, to Nyssa, Oregon, just for the heck of it, just to hear laughter mm-hmm. and, and tears. But the Sofa Diaries is very special, and I believe that something powerful is coming out of it, mm-hmm. and it will, it will happen. And Cherie, what kind of inspiration do you see? I mean, you're dealing in a very difficult environment on a daily basis. How do, how do you stay positive? Well, I think one of it is is that sisterhood. That yeah. sisterhood is helpful. Not to say that I don't collaborate with men with regularity sure. and I must do that, mm-hmm. but it's a whole different kind of strength that women have to call upon when they deal in an environment that is traditionally male. Because the same behaviors demonstrated by a woman are not accepted by a man. Mm-hmm. And we have to decide where's that line of delineation and how can we bless mess best make our mark. And it's so, so important. And so I am inspired by the women that I've talked to. I'm inspired by the women that we meet on the Capitol steps. We've talked about you and I having met many times. Mm-hmm. And I feel an affinity for women. I, um, I think that it's just so powerful that we relate so unique, so different. So our paths are so unique, but we re- relate in so many ways as women and it's empowering, and it's insightful. I laugh about Amy Trice. Um, I went to one of the the filming. Let's see, no, it was this, a, a, screening. a showing, a yeah. screening of, mm-hmm. of her BSU. film. I'd never met her before, and and uh, Sonia had asked me to do the invocation, so I was really being culturally correct and everything, mm-hmm. and did it. Then on the break, I went up to to actually meet her, and she wouldn't let me talk. I was telling her how I was so inspired by her. She took my hand and said, "Stop." You have work to do. Thank you very much. She said, there's something you're trying to make a decision right now, and you need to do it. That was the night before I had to sign up Mm -hmm. to say I was running for office. And I've been real ambivalent about it. Mm I've been looking for others. And she said, no, 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 be still. Be quiet. You have work to do. (laughs) And, I mean, she really was the turning point that did it. Mm -hmm. Years later, we both got an award at at, uh, Boise State University. And when she stood up to give her remarks, she said she wasn't going to do it at first, but she knew it was the right (laughs) thing. So it's the voices of the sisterhood that could come to you in all kinds of ways. Not a a big, lofty whatever, but that can really inspire you to do amazing things. And my mom was the same. Mm -hmm. And she shows up and shows out every now and then. And she's been gone for a long time. Mm -hmm. But she's still there. I even see her voice in my granddaughter. My granddaughter's got her green eyes. I mean, what is this? My granddaughter's never met her. And sometimes her tone of voice is just like <laughs> my mom. It's, it's really something. I, Dorothy's I really alive it. and well. She is that. <laughs> and disturbing the peace. Still. And disturbing the peace. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's a, it's a great movie. and can't wait to see Sofa Diaries. You'll want to catch at the flicks. The show is September 14th. And so many empowering women helping other people not only remember their mothers, be good mothers, but also be good sisters to our community. I want to thank you both for joining us today and sharing some great stories of empowering women. And Sonia, keep the fight going. You too, Cherie. Thank you. Final thank word, you. she's inspirational. That Sonia's a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, that's it for the regular stuff. Unless uh, somebody's going to break out into a song that maybe doesn't have a copyright on it that I could add to my podcast. Everything I know has a copyright on it. <laughs> I it? know you know traditional stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you really want a little bit of I that? I really song? do. It's your call, but okay. I how to. I got over, Lord, I got over. You know that my soul looks back and wonders how I got over. You're listening to She Likes to Go Slow, and if you have a story to tell, feel free to contact us. Our email is slow at gmail.com or on Facebook, She Likes to Go Slow. Please follow our page and tell us your story.